We have to get back to values. I mean, something I never thought I would ever be speaking about. So, you know, I just wanted to drink <laughs> and have a good time. I mean, <laughs> I'm, now I have to do this. I don't want to do this. I'd rather just go party. Those are the dulcet tones of comedian, talk show host, and best-selling writer, and now political activist, Chelsea Handler. Welcome to It's All Political, the San Francisco Chronicles political podcast. I'm Joe Garofoli, the San Francisco Chronicles senior political writer. And I got to say, before we start here, I feel obligated to issue some sort of disclaimer. We were talking with the comedian, but she wasn't that funny. There's not a lot of laughs in this uh, in this chat we had the other day in San Francisco at the Swedish American Hall. But as you just heard, she's still Chelsea Handler. As she puts it, she's always pissed off about something. And she's really pissed off by the election of Donald Trump. So pissed off that for the past several months, she's taken a break from the entertainment world to focus on political activism, specifically on electing more women and people of color. And give it up to Chelsea for this. A lot of Hollywood types dabble in politics here and there. She actually took a break from her career to focus on it. Oh, and one more disclaimer before we go on to our chat. This uh, was recorded before she had a nip of the vodka that was waiting for her before she went on and did a fundraiser for a group called Ignite that is actually focused on training more women for a career in politics. And now, a very serious and pissed off Chelsea Handler. We're here in a historic moment. San Francisco has its first African-American woman as mayor. Mm-hmm. It's kind of illustrative of, you know, not only are more women running for office, but they're winning. Why do you think that is? Why do you think they're I think it's winning? a referendum on the uh, election of Donald Trump. It, this is purely a reaction to that, you think? Or yes. do you think it's better candidates, better funding? Or no, is it it's an emergency talking? situation where women are called to be accountable for uh, the very uh, nature of the white woman's vote, which was 54% in favor of Donald Trump in 2016, and that this is a referendum on Donald Trump. I think women are pissed off, and they don't want to, um, you know... We're sick and tired of being treated like women. So they're running, and they're running in droves. I mean, we have over 300 people, 300 women who are running alone in the, US, in the United States Senate and uh, House of Representatives, or you know, Congress altogether, collectively this year. So we're seeing candidates win. Last night we saw it over and over and over again. Women are beating out all of the men in their primaries. What do you, since you've taken time off or to or pause or whatever from your from your uh, career, entertainment career. Mm-hmm. What have you learned being on the road and doing stuff in, in, in the in the political sphere? Um, I've just learned that you have to really be like indefatigable. You have to really just put your head down and really, you know, the news will make you crazy and set you on fire, and you can't pay attention to that. I'm still learning that all the time. I mean, I have to every three weeks I spend campaigning. I have to take a week and leave the country because I get so crazy. There's just too much to pay attention to. I mean, you have to find the issues that you care about and a normal person cares about all of them. You know, any human being cares about the fact that there are children being, you know, there's a tent city being erected in Texas, you know, discussions of that at least. And uh, that there is, uh, you know, terrible marginalization happening and terrible racism happening and uprising of all kinds of hatred and bigotry. And you don't want to be a party to that. I don't want to be a party to that. So it's about paying attention to the future of this country. People did it before us, and we have a responsibility to pay them back and do it again and show up for these kinds of events over and over and over again. What do you, you talk a lot about? You're still working on the documentary about white privilege, correct? I haven't started yet. Oh, you haven't started No, okay. I'm doing it in August, yeah. Oh, in August. What is the responsibility of people with privilege, especially white people with privilege, to get involved in the public square? How is that? How are you you're looking at that issue right now? 
Uh, well, you, you, you have to, I mean, I feel a responsibility. I don't know that everybody does. Certain, and there are many people who feel outraged right now. So you're aligning with those kinds of people and you have to take comfort in the fact that you're not alone, that the majority of this country and the majority of the world feels this way towards our president, that he's an imbecile, that he's integrating you know, society, that it's not positive. But you have to take that outrage and you have to harness it into something positive that has, an, uh, you know, that has a positive outcome. What is, uh, do you think that the Democratic Party in particular is doing a good job in recruiting women to be candidates and people of color? What could they be doing differently? I'm not paying attention to the Democratic Party. I'm paying attention to individual candidates. I'm paying attention, you know, I partnered with Emily's List this year. I partnered with any, you know, advocacy groups that help females run for office. We have to have, look at what's happening. We're running and we're winning. We just, it's never occurred to us before, you know, to run in this number in, in, in droves. So it's happening, and it's in, it's, people don't want this to be our legacy. People don't want to be a party to this or be complicit in this. And, um, and I feel that way too, and, and it's just too important. It's too important to make sure that our world is safe for kids. You know, gun reform alone is a reason to never elect a Republican again. They're ridiculous. You know, we're not arming teachers. We're not arming children. We need to protect our children. If we've lost the like, the sanctity of ch child children's lives in this country, then we're not a society anymore. Then we're just like a third world country that is at war. Mm -hmm. What uh, Nancy Pelosi, buddy, right before Trump's election, she I asked her, why do you think more women don't run for office? Is what kind of you were just saying earlier alluding to earlier, and she said, she told us a quote, the civility is a big thing because people have their kids coming home from school crying because what some ad on TV said about their mother that had nothing to do with reality. We have to increase the level of civility in campaigns and lower the role of money, and I guarantee you we will elect more women. What we do you need think about publicly funded elections. The first and four, like the forefront of every issue to me is taking money out of politics and electing candidates that do not take money from corporate pack. Just take it that way. We have to overturn Citizens United, period. Take it out. We're, everyone's for sale in this country. Every politician right. is appealing to a special interest group because they are making contributions to campaigns. There isn't a person in this world, in this country, that would vote for not taking the money out of politics except for like the four big families. The Koch brothers, the Mercer family, the Soroses. You know, it's important to take money out of politics. It's important for people to lead because they want to, not for political power or prowess, for actually doing good and serving your community. And we have to get back to that. Um, you know, we have to get back to values. I mean, something I never thought I would ever be speaking about. So, you know, I just wanted to drink what and have a time. I mean, I, now I have to do this. I don't want to do this. I'd rather just go party. Well, what, what makes you keep doing this? Because it's so important and it's so wrong. What, what is wrong? This administration is wrong. What they do to children, what they do to minorities, the way they treat the LGBTQ community. Um, and that's why it's imperative that we elect women of color, that we elect people from the LGBTQ community, that we elect people who run on platforms, defunding publicly, fund, you know, defunding or overturning Citizens United, uh, gun reform, making voting a national holiday. There's only one party in this country that wants to suppress votes. That is the Republican Party. Why any political party would stand by the notion that they want less people to vote says everything. What, has, what have you, um, what issues do you find yourself gravitating to uh, since in the time you've been uh, away from the Hollywood, the entertainment world, whatever you want to call it? Yeah, uh, just the ones I've mentioned. I you, mean, there are, you know. There's nothing, nothing new that's caught your eye that you said, well, I didn't know about that. 
Yeah. No, I mean, there's new information every day that's, you know, I mean, I, I could go on and on about that. It's about harnessing your energy towards a goal that can be achieved. And for me, it's getting females elected, not because they're females, because they're qualified and they're more, even as qualified or more qualified than men. You know, you don't just hit your, uh, you know, self to some wagon or whatever the phrase is to just to elect women for the sake of electing women. There are confident, capable women, and they deserve to be at the table. We need to represent the America that it is, which is minorities, which is immigrants, which is everything that this country stands for, not 85-year-old white men. I'm over them. What, how would having more women in politics change politics, do you think? It's compassion and empathy. And that would be in the way that they, give me an example of how you, you see We wouldn't see have children at the border being put in cages. This is America. This isn't some... Our immigration policy would be different. It wouldn't be no, as No, I mean, every policy would be different. It would be more thoughtful. It's not... We have a man now who's a toddler who's, like, you know, fighting with people because he thinks he's... Yeah, you know, he's like a guy with, like, a big train set. Well, why do you think he's, he still connects with that core of 30% of there's a base and people are for sale. It's all about money. It's all about the NRA. It's all about... I mean, Russia has disrupted our entire system. And for people to think that... They don't want to get involved or they don't want to watch the news. I get that to a degree, but if you have children, if you have skin in this game, if you have family, you better get involved because this is our future. We can't just give our country away, and that's what's happening. It happened with Brexit. It's happening all across Eastern Europe, and you know this is a very large, large swath of the human population on a global level, and we need to be responsible for it. But the, in California, we had may, maybe 35% of the voters came to the polls uh, a week ago. <laughs> Why is that? If there's so, there's so much energy on the ground from the resistance, the work you're doing, work other people are doing, what is the disconnect between people outraged and people not voting? I think the people that aren't voting are people who aren't making enough money to pay attention to the news, to get home late at night and watch the news. They're raising children. They're multi working multiple jobs. You know, we have to get out the Latino vote in the state of California, in the state of Texas. We can flip Texas. Texas, Beto O'Rourke can win in Texas. We have a huge advantage. We have a huge swath of the Latino population that are now scared to go vote because they think they're going to get deported, even if they're legal. Like, that is, we are instilled with fear right now, this country. And you need to empower these people, and we need to canvas these areas and let people know this is how you vote, this is safe, you can go, we'll go with you to the polls. You know, those things are just going to have to happen in the next few months until November. I think uh, uh, from... Uh one story I'm working on coming up is, you know, we had all these independent expenditures in California uh, for the governor's race, but not a lot of money was spent on getting out the vote. Is that, are you finding that to be the case when you're doing the work you do that we're, that we're talking about these issues, we're talking about energizing the Latino voters, blah, 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 but we're not doing the, enough of the work to, to, to get out the vote, to get people to the polls to get people to, you know. I mean, I think if people are working pretty hard, so I don't want to uh, say that the DNC or the DCCC doesn't know what they're doing. Right. I'm doing Steyer's my own. group has done a lot of I'm, Yeah, he's great. I mean, there are so many people working independently to do stuff like this. I mean, there are people like me who've taken years off of their career. Like, I mean, you know, there's just a lot of people that are doing the same thing. So I don't believe that. I think the results are where we want them to be. They're not, they're not you know, the the best or that like but we're getting there we're getting there all these females are winning their primaries now we have to work on them getting you know winning the runoff or the you know the national or, I'm sorry I don't even know what I'm saying so anymore but uh, you know we just have to work on getting people out between now and November so that they can focus on showing up and empowering people to vote and uh, what is uh, what's your next uh, what are you gonna be doing from now until uh 
the uh, November vote? Just that. Just that. Raising okay. awareness, doing everything I've been doing for the last six months. And are you going to be doing anything else? Uh, and then are you going to keep doing this? Do you, have you liked it enough to keep just focusing on activism, or are you going to be returning to your uh, day I job? don't know what I'll, I'm sure I want. I mean, once the midterms happen, you know, and and we're, we move in the right direction, then I will feel a little bit less pressure to uh, focus so much on it. But I don't think it's going to go away in six months or two years. I think we have to have really active strategy and be activated. And, you know, and just continue. I enjoy this work. I enjoy doing something of import. And I know I'm not giving up anytime soon. Not with this idiot. And what, uh, when you're a performer, you're very much responsible for your own performance. You're, you know, you write your own material for the most part and do all this stuff. But when you're doing activism, you're also a, a, you're kind of a, more of a cog in the machine. Do you feel that, uh, what's been the most frustrating part of, of the work you're doing now? Reading the news. Just reading the, the Just reading the, how Republicans are allowing this man to be controlled by Putin. That's upsetting. Really upsetting that they don't care. Uh -huh. That they're going and, like, you know, the ones that are resigning are just going to get rewarded by the corporate tax breaks that they gave. So uh, it's about that has to be the objective, just to get money out of politics. And I'll say it over and over again, but that has to happen. Otherwise, we've lost our democracy. And... Um do you, when you wake up every day and you see what the president tweets, you go into, you're very active on Twitter, very funny on Twitter, but, but also, it's, do you feel like you're restraining yourself a bit uh, in no. terms of your humor? No. No, not at no, all. Not at all. You're, no. just, you're, not, you're not trying to curb that at all. No. I'm not trying to curb my humor or my seriousness. I think it involves both. I mean, I, that's how I find things to be more digestible, so that's right. how I want to kind of put them out there. And what, is, what have you learned about yourself uh, in this sort of... Uh, uh, hiatus from entertainment and, and uh, dive into activism. You're very interested. I don't know. Person. It's been the first time in my life I haven't had to focus on myself, so I'm not thinking about myself so much. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's it's nice and refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We can end Don't on that. It. It's always fun when the guest decides that the interview is over. Nonetheless, I would like to thank Chelsea for joining us, and I would like to thank King Kaufman for producing this episode. Yes, this episode was crafted by podcasting royalty. And remember, whether or not you're a king or a queen or a comedian, it's all political. Hey guys, Joe here. If you like political podcasts, you might like to check out Opinion Central. That's the one crafted by my buddy John Diaz. He's the editorial page editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. He and all his pals in the ivory tower here at the Chronicle talk to the big newsmakers of the day, they talk about the big issues of the day, and it's really smart and educational, and it's actually fun for being smart and educational. Check it out, Opinion Central, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you obtain your podcasts.